I'm Zachary Cartwright. This is Water and Food. So little issues you wouldn't think you would have to worry about, you can find solutions for. It's the water interactions that make a difference in whether that product is going to maintain its quality and safety. There's so much uh, learning that you get, uh, not from training by our own company, but just from being able to interact with those clients. So we started developing these systems, but in order to do that, we need to um, be able to really understand the challenges that our customers are going through because we want to have that stability, mm-hmm. but we also need the change so that we can have that continuous improvement. Water has been called the luck of the planet by Daniel Burston, and its impact and significance are evident everywhere in the foods that we eat. Every year, billions of dollars are spent by food manufacturers to move water in and out of food products. As a food scientist, I am on a mission to understand how this can be done better. Today, we're joined by my colleague, John Russell, one of the best water application specialists at Meter Group. More than most, John fully understands the often tangled relationship between food manufacturers and water. For the past 14 years, he has been answering questions like, how can I confidently measure moisture? Or how is water activity the foundation for product safety, quality, and profit? Let's hear a little about John Russell and what he has to say on water and food. You and I have been working together for about a year now, or even longer. It's kind of crazy how time has flown by. Um, but I started last summer, and I remember one of the first things uh, I learned when I started at Meter Group is that you're kind of the the guru. You're the, the go-to guy, and you've been doing this for uh, quite some time. So I thought you could just fill us in a, about your time at Meter Group. You know, how long have you been at Meter? And and what has your journey looked like at this company? Sure. Um, so great question. I've actually had gone through a fair amount of change and had a lot of um, interactions with clients at, uh, in different different ways over the years. Uh, so I started in 2006. Um, and at that time, I was the 61st employee. The company has grown exponentially since. Yeah. Um, so I got in in time to see all those changes over the years. But I started out doing um, customer service. Mm -hmm. technical support and repairs. So I was hired on to be a customer service guy, but part of that, there's so much technical support that goes on. I needed to learn how the equipment works. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of time training with repairs and then we put those uh, um, departments together, which was actually a department of three people at the time. Oh, wow. uh, Two repair technicians and myself, and we would uh, trade off different roles. Um, So really got to know, have an intimate knowledge of the equipment itself that we sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in uh, 2008, the company was still growing and I uh, customer service split from, uh, from repairs. I continued to do customer service, but then also added on-site services. So mm-hmm. if there was an on-site repair or an on-site calibration service required, or IQOQ, then I would go on-site. And that gave me a chance to start interacting face-to-face with our clients. So Mm -hmm. previous to that, all of the support and things I'd given were over the telephone or email. Um, And so this gave me a chance to actually see um, the production facilities where things were being made and see the quality labs or the R&D labs that our customers were using our equipment in. Um, And so it gave me a a, a broader perspective um, in that way. And then in 2012, I moved into a sales role in combination with still doing customer service. And that was in Canada. We were wanting to grow the market in Canada. And so so started doing more outreach in Canada. And that was another opportunity for me to go um, visit clients, learn about their 
the kinds of issues they run into and the challenges they have, um, and then um, find ways that our our company can offer solutions that address those challenges. And in that role, um, there's so much uh, um, learning that you get, um, not from training via own company, but just from being able to interact with those clients. And you learn so much better about what we do with our equipment, <laughs> with water activity and moisture absorption isotherms and, and moisture content, um, and how that fits into a real world situation. So those um, interactions one-on-one -on -one with customers where you're actually trying to seek to find solutions um, are really beneficial. Um, and it's, it's helped us as a company grow. Um, and then in 2016, that's when I moved to the East Coast. So I was raised in, in uh, the Willamette Valley in Oregon mm -hmm. and uh, then uh, was living in Pullman, Washington for, for the first 10 years that I worked there at, uh, uh, at uh, um, Meter Group. And then moving out to the East Coast, that was very much a discovery role. Um, and so that became my, my um, primary responsibility was reaching out to clients um, and learning what their challenges are. So at that time period, we were looking to move into more modern systems, um, systems that made life easier for our clients and um, made things more automated, um, but also made them more profitable. Um, and um, so we started developing these systems, but in order to do that, we need to um, be able to really understand the challenges that our customers are going through on a deeper level than we had previously. And so, um, you know, I, I did a lot of customer visits and talking with clients and learning and reporting. Mm -hmm. And um, that became um, part of, of my role. Um, and so then I moved into an account executive um, position where I'm focused now on giving more solutions. Obviously, with COVID, we've got a lot fewer customer interactions. Um, but having that background has really helped in my outreach to customers and clients um, even when it's just by telephone or email mm -hmm. um, or or a video chat opportunity. So um, yeah, that's and that's where I am today. Um, sure, yeah, it sounds like you've, you've done level. a lot. It sounds like you've done a lot with the company and uh, you must have started back when it was Decagon Devices um, in Pullman. What originally brought you to Pullman, Washington? Oh, um, well, uh, it came for family reasons. So a okay. grandparent um, had been living in Moscow, Idaho, which is mm -hmm. just across the border from Pullman, Washington, mm -hmm. um, and needed some in-home care. I came for that purpose and mm -hmm. then ended up staying. So, yeah, and you were, you were here a while, right? And then you took that the, the yeah. position on the East Coast. And uh, it sounds like during that time, you've done tons of traveling, like you said, lots of interactions with, with different types of clients. Uh, do you have any favorite interactions or, or favorite clients that you've gotten to work with um, over the years? Um, well, I don't want to give names of favorites. I mean, sure, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm one of 14 children, and and ask my mom, you know, who is your favorite <laughs> child? You, you don't want to divulge that kind of information. But what's sure. really great in working with customers is when um, you can really see uh, a solution you've provided really fix an issue for them. Mm -hmm. If you can help a customer's life be easier, there's less work involved. Things are more clear. 
um, and um, and more profitable for them, then it, that's really rewarding. It's when you can see that you've really made a difference that that uh, is what I like. Sure. And and what kind of issues um, have you worked on over over the past years? Oh, um, well, what kinds of of issues? Of course. We're working with um, water activity, which is a, a measure of, of energy of water. Um, and water is uh, a life, I mean, it's, it's a necessity for life, mm -hmm. but it's also known as the universal solvent. Mm -hmm. So if you think of water, we have an abundance here. And whether you're, you're working with products that are extremely dry, like powders and so forth, or very wet, it's the water interactions that make a difference in whether that product is going to maintain its quality and safety. And so um, if you can think of that water as, as um, causing um, biological, chemical, physical um, degradation over time potentially, then honing in on the perfect way to measure that water and maintain that water in your system whether it's very dry or very wet, is essential for it being able to continue to give a quality product. So mm -hmm. what you asked is a very broad question. <laughs> it's, it's innumerable, the kinds of issues that people have right. around water, and we measure water. So um, uh, um, if you can help, you know, the, the, the primary thing when I first started um, clients would want was a way to know that microbes weren't going to grow in their foods. Mm -hmm. So they were concerned about safety, not thinking about chemical and physical stability over time. Um, and yet they didn't have adequate ways to measure moisture that allowed them to maintain physical and chemical stability. One mm -hmm. example is um, a pet treat manufacturer. They were making um, pet biscuits and they put a yogurt frosting over top. And it seems very easy. They would bake the biscuit, they'd melt down the yogurt frosting, smear it on top. And for some reason, if they didn't let the biscuits sit for a couple days in the warehouse before putting the yogurt on, the yogurt would all flake off. And so um, why would that be? Well, mm -hmm. because those biscuits, when they came out of the oven, had higher water energy or water activity than um, did the yogurt sauce. And so then water would move as it sat, water would move from the cookie into the, the yogurt frosting and the frosting would flake. So little issues you wouldn't think you would have to worry about, you can find solutions for um, and help them understand it. So if I can dry the cookie down more efficiently, I don't have to have them sitting in a warehouse where they are essentially drying over time. Uh, before I can put the yogurt on. So then they can set up a system that does that. And mm -hmm. then you've got a perfect quality product that isn't breaking up in the bag when it goes to the to the customer. So that's one example of a... Of a um, yeah, that's, that's a great with. example. Um, and it sounds like, you know, of course, you've done a lot of work in the food industry. Are there other industries or other market segments that um, you're working with now that you maybe wouldn't have worked with, you know, 10 or, or 20 years ago when you first started? Well, like I mentioned, water is the universal solvent, and it's in everything. On planet Earth, thank goodness it is, but uh, <laughs> it's in everything, which mm -hmm. means anything I make. Um, so building materials are a good example. If I have a powder that I don't want to cake and clump, then I need to understand the moisture in that powder. If I have uh, um, 
drywall, for example, that I don't want to crumble or mold, I need to understand the mold, but I want it to be able to press and hold together so it actually is a sheet that holds together. Mm -hmm. So all of these things are moisture related. Um, the petroleum industry, um, things like DuraFrame logs or brick, charcoal briquettes, um, uh, pharmaceuticals and cosmetics. Um, so these are all things that understanding moisture in the product. Um, uh, drilling lubricants is an example of a client that we worked closely with and finding solutions. And it had to do with it when they're when they're drilling down in the ground, there's a certain amount of spray that goes in and, and the lubricants need to be able to react with water in a certain way so that it doesn't seize up. So, so it continues to do its job. That was a measure of moisture that needed to be done or of water activity um, that needed to be done in order for them to maintain um, that lubricant the way that it needed to be. So mm -hmm. lots and lots of examples. Yeah, did, did you ever think when you were little that you would you know, have this type of, of job and that you would be so focused on, on this thing, this water energy? Um, you know, I know for myself, I was interested in civil engineering and architecture and in different things, med school at, at one time. And, and yeah, you, you and I are both here and, and water activity is, is both very important to um, both of our positions at Meter. So, you know, what, what did you think you were going to do and, and how has uh, your job at Meter Group um, been fulfilling um, to yourself? So when I was a young child, I wanted to be an archeologist. Mm -hmm. So it's always fascinating. I'm always watching Discovery Channel still because I love that element of archaeology and history and so forth. Um, but I was also a country boy. Um, I was raised in a rural setting and uh, we had farm animals. I milked cows. Um, my mother was raised on a berry farm mm -hmm. and I started working berry fields when I was 11 years old. And uh, so I had this sort of background that worked around food and um, that food supply chain type stuff, but not in a manufacturing setting. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had, when people would say, you go to the grocery store and uh, you need to know where that meat comes from. I had that sort of feeling. I didn't ha have an understanding of where a box of macaroni and cheese, what goes into making that? Mm -hmm. And that my eyes have been opened in that regard. It's, there's so much work that goes on um, in creating safe, um, healthy, profitable products that are consistent in their quality and last their shelf life. This is a, a big undertaking for any company making a food product. Uh, there's so many potential hazards that you have to be aware of and be able to protect um, your customers from. Um, and being able to make a plan that does that and then even when it's not a hazard, to give a pleasing product that is consistently pleasing every time. There's so much work that goes into doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I see that we can provide a system that allows them to be able to maintain consistency in their process while also making improvements. So one of the things I've seen across the board with our clients, you know, what's important um, this idea that I always want to do a little bit better. I always want to do a little bit better. I want to maintain quality be a, little, a little bit better. I want to make more profits. Um, but there's also this need to feel stable and um, in control. So the idea of changing is really hard for us because we want to have that stability, mm -hmm. but we also need the change so that we can have that 
continuous improvement. So getting that balance. And if we can provide systems that allow people to see what's going on in their factory and to, to facilitate that the, the system becomes that point of stability and the system facilitates the change that are needed to make improvements. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's most rewarding is if you can see that happening for, for, your, for the clients that they've been able to have that comfort level of the consistency while also making the improvements and higher profits and more higher quality products. Mm -hmm. and, and are there any current um, improvements or, or things that are being worked on at Meter Group that you're excited about? You know, what, what's the rest of this year look like for you and, and for a company and, and what are you looking forward to? Ah, well, we have been continuing to, to make improvements in our products. So um, we've been able to bring um, new systems on board. For example, we can use artificial intelligence now to accurately give both water activity and moisture content readings in just one minute. So this is something that has never been done before. Um, and uh, um, traditionally, it would take um, an hour to get a moisture content meter with a, a hygrometer stuck in a small jar or something, you know, while you're measuring, until we came out with ways to measure vapor pressure. So when we're measuring um, water activity or the energy of water, um, we're measuring vapor pressure. And, uh, um, and so if we've get a direct measurement of vapor pressure, we can give much faster readings. That brought it to five minutes. Um, so now with artificial intelligence, we can actually see an equilibration curve and map out um, that product as it comes to equilibrium with vapor pressure above the sample so that we can give a reading in just one minute, actu accurately predicting what the final result would be. And it's pretty amazing to see. Um, and so then if you can relate that vapor pressure also to moisture content, we can map out for a given product what the moisture content is based on that vapor pressure, which we can predict in one minute. Mm -hmm. um, and it works incredibly well. So it's really exciting to see some of the solutions we're coming out with um, that haven't been available um, in the past to anyone. And, and we're be able, being able to, to continue to make those things. It's really exciting to work for a company that continues to be progressive in that way. Um, and it makes it so much more affordable for the customer as well and profitable. Right. I, I've been amazed, you know, just in my short time at Meter Group, just our, our team, we have everywhere from software developers to engineers to food scientists like myself. And I, I got to be a part of that project, bringing uh, that one minute water activity and moisture content. And, and it's amazing the power that that has to be able to give you a, a reading so quickly, uh, you know, the, the amount that that can give you. Uh, control over your process and and help you to reduce variation and so um, that that's um, been exciting I think for you and and also for me um, and then from here what what's the most important uh, most enjoyable part of your job and you know what what uh, encourages you to get up every day and, and keep doing what you're doing um, well I think it's my clients. I love mm -hmm. my clients and I love mm -hmm. talking with them and I love hearing about um, their own scenarios that they're working with, um, their struggles and their successes. And, and I get to, to do that. And um, I see myself as a student of mm -hmm. my clients because so much of what I have picked up over the years has been taught to me by my clients. 
Um, and uh, so being able to teach and learn simultaneously, having that kind of rapport with people um, is probably my favorite part of the job. And you said that your clients are mainly East Coast now. Um, did you notice any any difference once you went from Pullman, which is you know in Washington State over here on on the West Coast, to being on the East Coast? What what types of differences have you seen um, with working with different clients? Uh, well, you know there are a lot of cultural differences between the Northwest and the East Coast, um, but when it comes to actually working with clients, um, I think we're all in it for the same reasons. We're trying to make high quality profitable products and we're trying to work with uh, um, work with each other and as organizations um, and I don't know that there is anything remarkably different between an organization on the west coast or on the east coast some of the challenges are different for mm -hmm. example um, east coast is very high in humidity so uh, um, the challenges in Pennsylvania in the summertime are very different from the challenges in Arizona mm -hmm. um, based on how humidity um, and temperature are affecting their production process. Um, and that becomes very relevant when you're in a, a food processing plant. Mm -hmm. So um, some of the challenges might be different. Um, I, I am a, um, so I worked in Canada for quite a while and that might be a different comparison because mm -hmm. my heart is in, my heart is in Canada. I think, <laughs> I think that I was born a Canadian, but on the wrong side of the border. So it's <laughs> so I have an affinity for for Canadians. I just love being in Canada and working mm -hmm. with them. I also love Americans. Don't take it wrong. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, I have to say, John, one of my favorite memories when I uh, started working last year was being able to go to that IAFP conference with you and go to Louisville and. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to someday being able to go to another conference and and see you there. Um, I, I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, this podcast is designed to interview a range of food scientists and engineers and and company execs. And every now and then, we want to highlight somebody at, at Meter Group. And uh, so, thank you for for spending part of your time today and giving us some insight. Um, is there anything else that you want to add um, to finish up this podcast today? I think this is good. I just really appreciate um, you thinking of me, Zachary, mm -hmm. and uh, um, I feel honored. So thank you. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'll leave it with that as that at that. All right. Great. Thanks again, John. All right. Thanks, Zach. I'm Zachary Cartwright. This is Water and Food. Find this podcast on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.